Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to episode 230 of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garman. Here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, it's a another week in games. A some, you know, with the Memorial Day weekend and everything, seems like people have uh, taken that, that vacation a uh, a little seriously, it seems like you're either on the bridge of, alright, it's all back to normal, or we're freaking out about 20 people gathering on a beach. <laughs> so, uh, I know your thing just got extended over there, so... Well, it's uh, weird, like, our order got extended to, to like, the, I think June 12th, but, like, right. certain, like, the malls are going to start opening up in, like, two days, or, like, three days, I think Thursday. Yeah. And it's like only certain malls, and, and it's like, how, you know, it, I guess it's up to the store if they open or not. So, you know, right. but it's like, there's going to be walking around a mall that's, you know, half open or, you know, 75% of it is just not, you know, you can't do anything there. Yeah, I saw that. Like, I mean, that happened here. Like, when the malls first opened, there was, it was open, but there was so many stores not open because half the mall had decided not to even open. Yeah, so I, I went to Toledo uh, last or two weeks ago, and then I went back last week because I, I didn't do stuff out there. That's all. I'm in Michigan, and that's in Ohio, and they opened up more than we or sooner than we did. And like the GameStop at the mall and a, a store called Box Lunch, they were like, "Oh, GameStop was like, we'll be open on the 15th," and I think Box Lunch was like, "We'll be open on the 17th of." This was in March, or yeah, this was like you know a few weeks ago, or May, I should say, not March. Um, but. I went there on, like, the 20th, and both stores were still closed. So it's like, huh? Like, why didn't you open? Or what happened? <laughs> yeah, what... What do they say, that they weren't, um... Yeah, well, they didn't yeah, say anything. Well, everything had to get in the Senate, right? No, like, that was fine down there. That was the thing. Or, you know, they, they claim it is, anyway. I mean, who knows? But, uh... Yeah. It was just weird. I mean, they might be open now, but, I mean, GameStop's around here still will be closed and stuff. Well, you know... It, everything's kind of been taking that pace right now, so it's it is what it is. But it's uh, it felt like uh, even uh, video games took that sort of weekend and, and Memorial Day as well, and so there's not a ton of news. There was a wholesome direct that I'll talk about here, um, but I think everybody's kind of just waiting for today when. Uh, the Last of Us State of Play, or Last of Us Part 2 State of Play, is uh, shown off. Supposedly they're promising eight minutes of never-before-seen uh, gameplay of the game. Of course, it's like... Except for that leak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, the leak doesn't help, but we're, what, uh, like three weeks away yeah. now from the game coming out. So, yeah, Randy's already excited, but I kind of told him, it's like, hey, are you excited for Wednesday? And he's like... I was already excited for that game. I kind of want them to show off something PS5 related at this point. 
And I feel like that's where a lot of people are right now. Like, I get it that they did that big tease that wasn't really a tease we talked about last time, but it's like, yeah. I mean, I get it if you're kind of just wanting to just do one explosion of Sony in one go, but... You mean like something what they, they do for E3? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what they're doing. It's just want to do everything in one shot that's going to get people excited and well, that's, that the look, Xbox way is wrong, but... That's what I was saying earlier. That's what I don't like all these stupid mini-directs or mini-conferences mini, mini you know conferences and all that stupid crap. Like, just get it out there. We can move on yeah. with our lives. <laughs> right, but I think people are wanting, like, anything. Like, show me anything PlayStation 5 right now. You know? And it's like... I hope you look looking at the like, back. Start yeah. looking at the back of the controller. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like, we get more things about the controller, I think, right now than we do we do about games other than, you know, games that we know are going to be, you know, for multi-platform. So, uh, and then, you know, we got the Unreal thing, but that still was sort of a demo of what games could look like. I mean, yeah, I think people need to, again, like, temper their expectations of what games are going to look like, uh, even for, you know, that first year or two of the PS5, but... I mean, it'd be. I'm not saying we need to go see Horizon 2 right now, but yeah, I, I just feel like that's where a lot of Sony people are at. Like, okay, we know about Last of Us, especially the leak doesn't help at all. Uh, you know, we we got the big showing of Ghost of Tsushima. Like, okay, we're ready for what's next. Yeah, but also Sony has always had like one game, one or two games, like on the cusp of when their new new system launches. It seems like. Yeah, the original Last of Us was like that. That, I think, uh, like, God of War 2 was like that, the PS2, going to the PS3. I don't think the PS1 really had anything like that, necessarily. Because uh, the PS1 kind of, like, lasted a little longer than it should have, maybe. <laughs> yep. Because I think the PS1 was, like, seven years, right? Didn't the... Or maybe six, I think six, at least. Because then the PS2 came out in, like, 2001. Yeah, but there were still PlayStation 1 games being made a few years into the PS2... Oh, yeah, but those are just crappy sports games, like, you know, yeah. here's Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen and Mall Adventure Part 3 or something like that. Right, because nobody expected the PS2 to, like, break all the records it broke. You know, it's yeah. always that trepidation when a new uh, console life cycle starts of people just, well, it's not going to sell as great as the last one, and then here we go, you know. Uh, for the most part, a lot of the times that does happen. Uh, so... You know, we keep seeing, again, the caveat of the world being the way it is, but the Switch is still selling ridiculously, and I still see pictures of people posting, I finally found a Switch, I finally found a Switch, what game should I get for it, what, you know, uh, what do I need to go buy right now for it, you know, I got Animal Crossing, I got this thing, what else, you know, so, yeah, yeah I feel like, if anything, this, uh, one of the few, I guess, good things about the pandemic is you might now have a lot more people that are playing video games than there used to be that didn't play games at all that now have a Switch, a PS4, an Xbox One, and go, all right, well, maybe I should kind of take a look into... I mean, it, except for the Switch, you kind of picked a a bad time to buy these systems because they're, they're about to, like, go out, but... right. Yeah, at least for the Xbox side, you'll still be able to use that for a few years, it seems like. But yeah, I what wonder I mean? if any of those people will make the jump to the next console because of that. 
I doubt it, at least for a while. I mean, they'll still they'll stick with whatever they have until they they lose it or it breaks or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So you know, aside from that state of play that's happening uh, today, sorry that we're coming out before this even. Or I mean, yeah. who cares if they, who honestly cares if they show? What about the gameplay footage of Ellie yeah. riding the horse or you know her kissing whatever new girlfriend she has? And you know, they may show like a few minutes of like, oh. The human enemies are, you know, much more intelligent than, the, than they used to be in the old game or something like that. But that's about it. I mean, it's not going to be dramatically different than the old game. I mean, it'll just look better and have a few more twists. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like what we got at E3, was it two years ago? Where we saw Ellie do that where she's, like, running around and killing people with various things. I feel like that was a heck of a lot. Um, more than I expected for Last of Us to kind of turn into. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do think we'll we'll see some twists on on gameplay that might surprise people, uh, or at least people that are kind of really excited uh, about that game. Um, but you are right in a sense of we kind of know what we know what Last of Us is. It's just kind of taking the next step in that journey, really, in the story, and it's more about getting there. I feel like Ghost of Tsushima really was about okay, we really do need to know what this game is about. What's well, that's a, what that's doing a new, in that game? You know, it's a new property, new IP. So yeah, of course. Right. So I mean, yeah, Last of Us. I mean, I'd say at least eighty percent of that game is kind of a known quantity. Like the new stuff will be the story and like whatever new gameplay hook they'll have or hooks mm-hmm. they'll have. But I envision it'll probably be very similar. Well, I know I know what happens in the story, but I envision like gameplay wise, it'll be pretty similar to the old game. <laughs> oh yeah, I hope certainly. You still, I, so, I hope you still get Ellie's cool and breakable knife they can stick people with. <laughs> I felt like she was still using it in that E three E three trailer. So I mean, if she's using like a bow, I feel like using a knife is not. Well, I mean, she used a she used a bow in the old game too. I think. Yeah. Uh So. Yeah. I mean, well. Does she use a crossbow in the old game too? I feel like they should. No, no, that's too. Yeah, that's new. But it's not like a crossbow is like some huge gameplay differentiator. It's like, oh, I get to yeah. charge my shot now, you know, and it'll be silent. But not true. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit more than twenty minutes, and uh, you'll get a big fix of Last of Us Part Two um, sometime before uh, that game comes out. Yeah. Uh, so the other uh, small things that are kind of news here, before I get into the wholesome, uh, talking about some about the wholesome direct, I'm not talking about everything. There's like 50 games they showed off in what felt like a very long 37 minutes. Uh, so, or I guess 35 minutes because two of those minutes was the credits. But yeah, uh, either way, uh, it felt like a very long. Um, so. The, I guess, uh, big thing was the first PS Plus game for June was announced. Uh, kinda early for, usually Sony waits sometimes, uh, it would, you know, a few days into the next month before they even announce it. Um, the Call of Duty World War II is gonna be available, and it's actually available right now for you to, uh, go download on your PS4 if you'd like. I know you reviewed the game, so... Yeah, I I was pretty mixed on it. Like, I remember the online was decent, but this, like, the campaign was nothing to write home about. <laughs> so, I mean, it for a free game, it's fine. I'd say that. It's probably one of the more high-profile games I can remember, at least in the past, you know, the past 
recent history. Right. I mean, you can talk about the the Xbox three games in a second, but let's just say they don't hold a candle to this one. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, they definitely feel like they're taking advantage of things that are coming out. At least two of them are things that are coming out. Uh, actually in the very, very near future, and then in the near future, and then, you know, a game that already came out this year, and uh, a game that I, I kind of like. But, um, uh, so, yes, uh, so coming to Xbox Game Pass, I guess the big announcement for June so far is that No Man's Sky, with all of its different updates, is coming to Game Pass. So, if you've yet to play No Man's Sky, uh, you can enjoy it with all of the new things that have been added that have made the game a lot better than it used to be. So I don't know if you've tried it out at all. No, that's since... like a huge, that's a pretty big game to download. Or I think I had the, had the disc version, but like downloading some 40 or 50 gigabyte patch, it's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't have the hard drive space, really. Yeah, and especially with the slowdown now of uh, uh, of all the data and everything, it doesn't help either. Yeah. It felt uh, like it took forever for Xenoblade. I preloaded Xenoblade today. It felt like it took forever, like uh, two or three hours. I was like, God. Yeah, I bought uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite for Steam because it was really cheap. It was like eight bucks. So I, I finally took the plunge. And it was like 60 gigabytes. And I was like, no, I don't have the hard drive space on my computer for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, games are getting ridiculous. I mean, I like. <laughs> well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm curious, like, how many, like, not you, but like how many, how big are like gamers' hard drives these days? You know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think most people are already. If you're serious about games, you're already looking into. You're gonna have to buy one of those. Uh, at least if you're gonna buy an Xbox Series X, you're already looking into buying the one of those MVMEs. Yeah. Um, and you know whatever's gonna be out there for the. PS5, uh, the Switch, right. the day one, I bought a 200 gigabyte, uh, card, and that thing still gets filled up, um, because those games are big, you know, the ones that, I yeah. mean, Nintendo well, has a great way of somehow compressing everything for their games, but everybody else just says, screw it, you know, we're gonna make these big files, and, uh, even 10, 10 2 is like 27 gigs, yeah, you know, on, on a switch, you know, uh, I forgot. I think uh, 12's even bigger. I think it's like 40. Um, so I don't even know what, what the, the de- definitive edition of Xenoblade is. I, I gotta look. But yeah, I had to delete some things for it to finally download because the switch does that thing where it says it has a big X on it and it says you yeah. can't download it. So um, that's always fun. I mean, I bought two switch games recently: Actual Chain and Kirby, and I'm betting. Kirby's going to be pretty small, and Astral Chain will not be. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember how big Astral Chain is. I think it's, like, it's not huge. I think it's, like, 20-something. Well, I got it on the card, but I'll still have to, like, install some data to the, you know, my Switch or, right. you know, download update data or something like that. So, we'll see. Um, also, the Xbox games for gold were announced, which, again, like uh, Mark said... Very much pale in comparison to the Call of Duty World War Two, and then we don't even know what the other PS Plus game is. I'd imagine it's not as big as that, because it'll, it'll uh, be called it'll be Call of Duty the next, the, the new one. <laughs> uh, Modern Warfare. <laughs> Can you like imagine? Here. Like it is. There's both of them. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> uh, so Shantae's Pirates Curse, which is a very good platformer. Uh, the, most of the Shantae games are, in fact, um, 
It's out there for you can get it for Xbox One right now. And we're not right right now. Is that the one that's available right now? No, that's I can't remember now. If they're yeah. if they're available right now or not. But um so the Shantae's the newest one, the Seven Sirens, comes out uh tomorrow. I'm still waiting to hear what's gonna happen with that for me. I'm like uh, I'm kinda almost like <laughs> No, because I know Blade's coming the day after that. So, um, but it's a small, it's smaller. Yeah, it's only like Shantae will take you like three or four hours, like you know, six the most, not forty or fifty. <laughs> yeah, but like that game, I think is also like even smaller. It's like a uh, thirty dollar um, game that they kind of just they added a lot more stuff to. Uh, what's the last one? Half Genie Hero. Yeah. And kind of made it bigger in that way. Uh, but still, Pirates of Curse is a very good game uh, that I would recommend. Coffee Talk is a good game if you like uh, visual novels. Um, so it's it's a game that came out, I think, around the end of January. Uh, that people were kind of uh, uh, lauding up a bit when we were in that kind of little bit of a void uh, yeah. for games. Uh, so if you like visual novels, you can definitely check that out. That's the second game for Xbox One. And then Xbox 360... The first part of the month, this is Troll Humans, which of course is getting the remake. Uh, it's an original Xbox game, so if you, I know maybe, uh, I know Jens is not here to talk about why he loves uh, Troll Humans. Uh, yeah, but, I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I appreciate the humor in those games, but like the actual gameplay, I just like, I, I don't find it that fun. You know, personally, I don't know about you, but I'm just like, eh, I mean, it's a very bog standard third person shooter, or, you know, kind of action game. Yeah, I like it for what it is. I mean, I don't like love it like Yens, but I always thought it was like a fun time. Yeah, I mean, I know they're making that new one with that like right. hilarious, you know, four hundred dollar collector's edition. It's like, yeah, I'm sure people are gonna gobble that right up. Well, those people have their fans because I don't think they'd be doing a remake if there wasn't enough people clamoring yeah, for they al- it. They also did that uh, Dark Setters three. You know, they had, they also had a four hundred dollar special edition. It's like no one wanted that. <laughs> I really want to know how Neville bought that. Like, is there people I can't, like, out there that go, I bought that? I can't imagine most people did. I mean, I don't know if you ever saw it in person, but that thing was like yeah. fucking massive. It was like four feet tall or something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, and then Samora is also a pretty good game. Yeah. You could just no, it. I I don't like that one. I, don't, I thought it was fine. I don't like this. I mean, the, the gameplay was fine. I don't like the story, like all the animal rape. I'm like, I no. uh, yeah, that, that's <laughs> not a game I came to for the story at all. Mm-hmm. agree with it on there. It's okay, it's there if you want it, but definitely I would say Destroy All Humans is worth uh, taking a look at. It's sure. If you already got gains for gold, it's free. You know, just grab it. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, the number you have to actually download it on your, either you can download it on your PC, or you have to actually turn your 360 on, which I don't know how many people still have those things connected. No, you can just kind of go, you can, well, you can just sign into the, uh, Xbox what, or on your Xbox website. One, it doesn't. That's what I was saying. On the website, you can, but on the Xbox One itself, you cannot download the 360 oh, yeah. games. Yeah, which that's I not, think is kind of a bummer. Like, yeah, it's like it'd be nice just to know I have it, so I don't have to turn the freaking. Used to, I had the 360 connected. That'd be like, oh, okay, I have to turn this thing on and hope it didn't wipe my memory because that would happen. It so probably already did that again because I just unplugged it. And I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna use this thing anymore. <laughs> So yeah. just forget it, because half the apps wouldn't work on it anymore, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, this is a waste." You can't, 
You can't watch the WWE Network anymore on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yep, that thing just stopped working. And then, what is it? The PS3 is just so slow. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. I have that thing for, like, the older games that are on it, so that thing's still connected, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I should probably turn it on, because I think the last time I, like, had it off for a long time and then turned it back on, it, like, was sounded like a freaking jet was about to explode or something, and it freaked me out. Right. Uh, I should probably turn it on just to see if it's okay. Uh, so, also, I guess, worth talking about is that BlizzCon is the next convention being uh, delayed uh, due to COVID-19 pandemic concerns. Uh, so, there's no BlizzCon. Uh, they're not even going to try to scramble to do a digital event for this year. They said if there's any digital event at all, It'd be sometime early 2021. So I don't know if that says I, about where they feel they are at with Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4, or if it's just they don't want to really go through that. I, uh, I, I mean, I knew, I knew this was going to happen. You know, once this all started going going down south, like you know, E3 is canceled. It's time they're going to have cancel that and behold BlizzCon. But I, I wonder if Blizzard is secretly happy this got canceled. <laughs> Because their past con- like conventions have not been kind, let's say that. Yeah, I mean they haven't been, but I feel like they would have learned their lesson from last time. Like, just don't. I mean, they're gonna talk about the mobile game, but maybe just don't make that a big deal. Yeah. Like, be a thing that you don't announce. Like, just kind of announce in a press release that it's available, or you uh, do what you should have done, which is announce it and then show off a thing for. Um, for Diablo 4 right after so people kind of I mean or, I get it like you want people to buy that game but well I mean um, you mean the mobile mobile game yes the, I mean they're not making that for people mm-hmm. not to check it out but well I mean the mobile game's free It'll be, be, I think it's supposed to be free to play well you want people in the ecosystem of that mobile game yeah but like I think they did spend I mean, some time on it but I feel like you know when Bethesda does stuff like that that's because they have the game that you want to see to show right after. Yeah, they go, you know, here, yeah. here's Elder Scrolls Blades, or whatever the hell that game was called, and then they yes, say, hey, here's it. the next one. Or, you know, here's, you know, Rage Fallout 2. Fallout Shelter. Or, yeah. Which, that's actually, I know I know you don't like that kind of stuff, but... No, I mean, that but, was, I mean, that's yeah. more of a game than than Diablo Immortal looked like, or, you know, just, it looked more, or, like, unique and original, at least. Right, yeah. I mean, it was about the, the like, creating creating more uh, shelters and stuff, which people do like doing things like that. So Yeah. Yeah, I I I, just, I, I do agree with you, though, with what's been going on with Activision and feeling like they're pushing Blizzard into a weird direction. I wonder if they would have had anything to show on the Diablo 2 remaster. Um, I wonder if they'll still maybe show something outside of BlizzCon now because well, they know, you know they're not. I was curious about, like, I mean, wow, they have, they have that, you know, expansion due out this year, hopefully. I mean, BlizzCon's a, the, the best way to show off that stuff. I mean, better than, like, you know, the game director just talking about it or showing, like, a tra- you know, showing his... Like, the, he doesn't... He's not the most charismatic guy in the world, let's say. So, having someone else do that would have been better. <laughs> right. Uh, and also, I mean, BlizzCon is, like, where Blizzard earned... I think they get a lot of money from that. Like technically, because of how much oh, yeah. you know, merchandise well, they sell, and then like digital goods and all that crap. Those virtual tickets as well. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, I was like, 
oh, buy the virtual ticket and you get a wow mount and, you know, a, a skin for Mercy and Overwatch and a new card pack for Hearthstone and all this other crap. <laughs> yeah, which now you won't get because there's... I, it's, it's funny, I mean, I don't play Overwatch that often. I play it like once, basically once a day. And they have this Overwatch anniversary event going on right now. And it's like they have two different loot boxes you can buy for it. Like one is like the regular anniversary lo- like uh loot box and like one is like the legendary one. And you have to buy I think it's you have to buy forty of the regular ones to get one legendary one. And it's like wow. who who's doing this? Or, you know, like I mean if, if I could buy a legendary one for like five bucks, I might do it, depending on like how good the stuff in there is actually gonna be. But like I'm not gonna shop forty bucks, you know, forty bucks or whatever, fifty, you know, whatever to get these boxes you know, these boxes just for one of these things. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people might, though. Yeah. I mean, you got people that will buy a whole, uh, you know, you were talking about box lunch. You got people that will buy a whole $30 mystery box for Funko stuff just to get the one pop that costs like $10. So. Oh, yeah. That's another That's another funny thing. Uh, GameStop is having like a sale on their Funko Pop boxes. And the one I want, the one I want is at Persona 5 one. Yeah, just cause it's Persona 5. Right. And the only, the only GameStops that have it in stock, you can't buy it online. The only GameStops that have it in stock around me are in malls that are closed. So the GameStop is also closed. And it's like, how, how am I supposed to buy this thing? <laughs> am I supposed to break into the store, break into the mall, break into the store and leave 20 bucks on the counter? Like, <laughs> you gotta wait. Well, I mean, by the time I by the time the store opens, the sale will be over. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, that's weird. They should just let you like reserve it. In that kind of case, I mean, I wonder how they could do that technologically. But well, they're like, like, you know, it's like call the store, and it's like the, the store is closed. closed. You know, and I can't order it online. Like, what do you? How am I supposed to do this, guys? Come on, let me give you money before you before you fade out. <laughs> yeah. That's weird because yeah, unless it's something that I mean, I have known for them to with those because they want people to buy those yeah. so badly that I have known that they'll. I think for a long time, I remember for about like six months, they kept that buy three get one free going. Yeah, because they wanted to get rid of the stock so bad. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I, I I'm sure they're uh, they're uh, well, they're sort of been clogged with that crap for years. Um, so. Yeah, it's a good way to get rid of some, you know a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they they really do like get so many of them, and it's just like I don't know. I'm I'm kind of out of that now. I still see that they have ones come out, and you know, there's some of like series that I actually like, and I'm just like, nope. you went oh you went overboard. <laughs> like buying one or two was fine, but not buying hundreds. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those like bad time in the life things that I wish I would have... Could have been like me and buying DVD sets instead. <laughs> I felt like that would have accomplished more. Like, if that's something I can enjoy with people. Like, Yeah, and then I, those, are, yeah. those are also easier to resell. <laughs> yes, uh, that too, but also I felt like it's just like, well, this is something that, unless you find someone who really wants these, like, yeah. you're kind of out of luck, you know. Um, I bought a... Uh... I mean, this is pretty recent. I found a Ghostbusters one and two, the 4K edition steelbook at a like a local store. It was still new, which I was shocked by. So it was like forty five bucks. So I bought it, and it goes on eBay for like one eighty. Jeez, I'm like, holy Christ! Like, 
Well, it's the same I mean, thing with that uh that uh, Advent Children Complete that I found yeah. in a pawn shop for like eight bucks. I think I saw someone had waited thirty days for it to ship from Japan or something because they couldn't find it anywhere. I'm like, damn, <laughs> you know. Uh, so it, it's it's nice when you can find those those cool deals like that. Yeah. But uh, so we are. Since things are kind of light on news, we are going to be well. There, did going... you see the Did you see the Manchester United story? Oh, the they um, sued football man Sega and football manager for using the Manchester United name, even though they've been using Manchester United for, for since like since like nineteen ninety two. Yeah, but I think it's because the logo is so close to their actual logo, which I think is not something they've done in the past. That's well, what they're mad about. They're also well. They're also mad. Like that's one part, but they're also mad that people can like create their own custom logos and like upload them and share them. So like they're trying to get like an injunction against that. And it's like you idiots. Like you can't. You literally can't do that. Like if you do, yeah. the whole like the whole gaming community will ground to a halt. And then you yeah, will be you creativity. Be, well, then no, it's not. It's not that. I mean, like think about like Animal Crossing. Like imagine like one day. People wake up and they say, "Hey, we can't share. We can't share stuff anymore." Do you know, like how? Well, I mean, they stopped be? it in. They stopped it in dreams. I mean, that's yes, but also, I mean, I think that's clo- more closely monitored. I mean, they don't stop it at all, like the WWE games. Right, but I mean, I think that's also Nintendo. Like Nintendo just really monitors their stuff. No, but, I mean, if they really. <laughs> I mean, yes, they do. Well, not like not like the user created stuff, not at all. <laughs> Well, no, I'm not talking about an Animal Crossing. I'm talking about oh. like other people using their their uh, IP in things that they don't want their IP in. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. I mean, yes, they are very protective of their IP, but like yeah. as far as their own games, they're like, hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but I think the issue here is, I mean, couldn't Sega just like pass that out? Well, they like, could patch out that like the like that team, but also like. The fact that like the the football club or whatever is using their games to like do analytics and stuff is like what kind of hypocrites are you? Like Well, I mean, yeah, a lot of people use football manager to do that because it's very uh it is very close robust. to yeah. you know, actually being a simulation of some of the things that you would really go through. Yeah. Oh David Beckham cheated on his wife, that's why his points are down. <laughs> <laughs> His confidence is an all-time low. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly uh, exactly what's, what the issue is. Um, forget, forget football manager. I want football manager wife simulator. Football wife wag. manager. Yeah, the, the wags wag edition. Game. Yeah. I opened up a clothing shop, and now I think I have a career. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> Somehow that does work for people. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it, it was kind of funny to me, too. I was just like... All right. Of all the things, we're gonna gonna get mad at football manager. Like I get it that the whole point is that you're sort of simulating, you know, what happens in a football match and the football season and everything. But I don't know if you're really gonna say that that's costing you money. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, unless it's like they're gonna they're trying to like score like make a deal with like Pez, you know, or were they or like FIFA, like you know, they already have a deal with FIFA. FIFA, they, yeah. FIFA has all the licenses, and they already have a deal with Pez as well. It's like that doesn't, it 
It's dumb. It's like one and of the like, silliest things. Also, isn't Football Manager like the one that like you don't play football in? Yeah, like, you don't play you don't, soccer. Yeah, yeah you it's don't just play. like menus, or you know, right? You're watching it. Like you, you can watch the game. And stuff, oh, okay, but like you're sort of watching it as like a manager, you know. Uh, so and you can kind of uh, make you make the tactical decisions and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, yeah, but used to yes, it was all menus. Um, you, but you can like watch like I guess like sped up versions of the game and stuff. I was thinking uh, about that that NFL head coach game that yeah, exactly a few years yeah. and they quickly were like this is dumb like no one wants to do this. It was cool for a certain niche, and it's just that niche is at that time was not big enough. I think now you could do it. I think that there's so many fantasy football. This is before fantasy football became big. So it didn't really work as well, but like I think if you did it now in 2020, which I wonder if 2K could, maybe that's something 2K could sort of maybe get away with. I don't, I'm not sure. You know how that would work. Wait, you know what they should do? They should they should scrap this WWE game they're doing, this kitty, you know, the kitty one, and just make uh, WWE the Vince edition where you just play as Vince McMahon. Well, that's GM mode basically. Yeah, but turn it into like a full game, and you have you know you had Vince McMahon just like voicing it constantly and like you have to agree or disagree with all the crazy things that come to his head <laughs> that'd be a losing battle every time like you keep saying don't bring back the xfl but the, the game just keeps doing it anyway <laughs> did you hear about that he's actually gonna try to buy it out of bankruptcy yeah like okay uh, like hey you know what i liked it when it was on i'm not gonna so say the, it's not so it was the, to the three games it was on? <laughs> no, it was on for like, yeah, Six? I think it was on for like at least, yeah, half this, not half, but a little bit less than half. And then, you know, this happened and they couldn't finish it. But like, it was, it was good. Like, some of it was bad, but like, it was entertaining and, you know, whatever. It was nice to have football. It wasn't the NFL, but it was nice to have like another pro league. So it kind of sucks that it like dies out that way instead of, you know. Did you ever play? Did you ever play Blitz the League, the PS2 game? Yes, for the I love that game. They need to make a football game, or they need to make like football like that. Like that's what I want. I would watch football if it was like that. Uh, <laughs> that would I have guess, to go back to the days where people didn't care about their bodies. I think like uh, I want to say the second one got like ridiculously expensive on like online later yeah. on. Mm-hmm. It was like the I got too. I got it. I got the uh, I bought the 360 version, and I got like the PS3 version from a friend, like new, and it was like ninety dollars. Like, and this was like way later, and you know, I'm like, why the hell is this game, you know, this much? But it's like it's still lack of options, or it's not, most of the time you only have Madden. So anytime another football game comes out, it's like, yeah, this is what you get. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why, like, uh. That NCAA, I think it's like football fourteen. Yeah, fourteen That's is a, so expensive. It's still yeah, like, yeah, because it's the last you know the last college game. So it's like yeah, what do you expect? I think the lowest I've ever seen it for when they would put it on digital cell, they'd still put it on digital cell for like thirty five. Oh wow, I've because, seen it. I've seen like physical copies for like I don't know seventy or eighty. Yeah. Oh, well, I meant like when Xbox would put it on sale for the yeah, three sixty. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, okay, I'm not paying that. Like, cool. Right. Like, yeah. Um, you know, because it, because like you can like add in things that would change the, uh, the the players and right. everything, so it'd be more like up to date. But yeah, so just uh, getting into this. Um, okay. 
Sorry. I uh, said so not to derail the whole like free love or whatever game thing they did today or <laughs> announcement or you know festival they had. <laughs> yeah. So today was or well yesterday was the um. Well, I guess technically, actually, it was yes, yes. I'm confusing myself. It was yesterday, and it was the uh, wholesome direct. So, um, it's actually funny because I I used to write with one of the guys that um, does the voice work, uh, Josh Boykin. He used to write for Got Game <clears throat> back in the day, and I think he actually wound up taking over Got Game for a while after Ramon left. Uh, so, and then he, like, moved on to his own thing, and it was kind of cool to, like, see his name again, so, uh, nice little, uh, factoid there. Uh, so, basically, if you don't know, uh, what Wholesome is, it's, like, they're, uh, basically, like, a brand, uh, that brings in games that are, yes, they kind of have that also wholesome vibe, as in, like, bright-colored cute games, you know, whatever, but there's also some that tackle some really tough subjects and uh, those kind of things. So, but you'll have different kinds of games here, and some of them are coming out uh, 2020, some of them are coming out 2021, uh, so none of them were, like, very long. I think the longest there was a game shown was, like, four minutes, uh, and then we got to, like, the last... I want to say five or six minutes, and it was all like a sizzle reel. Um, but they showed off like 50 games in this thing. Uh, I'm not going to go over all 50 games because, my God, we'll be here forever. Um, just wanted to hit, I guess, some highlights because I thought it was like nice that they got their own time to shine. And um, some of these games will probably be, get absolutely glossed over, and you may never hear about them again. Um, but... Some of them, I feel like we would be talking about them uh, if they were coming out relatively uh, soon. I guess I should note that Ooblets, which is a game I think people have been waiting around for, um, is hitting the beta sometime this year on Xbox uh, Game Preview and also on uh, Epic Game Store. Uh, so it's like a farming creature collection and town life game. Uh, and you're an oob, and they get into dance battles, and you manage a farm, and stuff like that. So, um, if you like ooblets, or you've been kind of waiting around for ooblets to come out, we got a little bit more about that. Uh, Fold Apart is already out, so that was shown. You can go buy that on pretty much any system you want. It's a sweet game, sweet puzzle game about a uh, long-term relationship, um, and like how they kind of make that work. And also, like, uh, Skatebird or Birdscape. I think it's Skatebird. Yeah. Uh, we got more about that. So, that was kind of a lot more kind of uh, well received when you didn't know there was a Tony Hawk remaster coming. Right. I don't know if it's so, like, the like thing I'm super excited about now that there is a Tony Hawk game coming. But Well, I guess hey. some, some other skater, I... Not associated with Tony Hawk was like he, he claimed that he had a call from EA going like, "Oh, we're making a new skate game. We're putting Skate Three in mobile," and the guy was like, "No." They're like, "You want to be in it?" And he was like, "No." Like, and he was like bitching out the person at EA like, "Why are you doing this? Like, no one wants this." <laughs> like, aren't they? Isn't there one called like Skater XL or whatever that's coming? Now? Yeah, but that's not that's not EA. I mean, that's just okay. some dudes making it on Steam or whatever. I mean, yeah, I think it's already out there and like it's like early access. But I, you know. 
it boggles the mind that EA would go, hey, we're putting a new, we're, you know, we're porting Skate 3 to the, to iPhone, to the iPhone and Android. It's like, do you just not read the room at all? Like, what's, what's the deal? I guess they're hoping that it just kind of finds its way and people like it. Well, first, I mean, first of all, Skate has a more complicated, complicated control system than Tony Hawk. So yeah. imagine trying to play like a Tony Hawk game on your phone that's not, Mint for phones. It is ported like, you know, here's the DualShock controller buttons on the, on the on your phone. Have fun. Skate is worse than that, and so it's like that's a fool's errand if I ever heard one. <laughs> oh, that's them. They yeah. want to do that. So uh, there's some phone games. Uh, one of them is from Co-op, which is the oh my god, I can't think of the name of that game now. Um, it was like a VR game that they eventually turned into you didn't have to play it with VR but you like made puzzles and it had like these really crazy colors and I can't remember the name of the game now but it's actually really cool Um, they showed off two games one of them's out now called uh, Winding Worlds uh, which uh, looked neat it's I think on phones only it's an Apple Arcade so I won't be able to play because I don't have an Apple phone so uh, whatever but yeah uh, one that like really jumped out to me is called Spirit Fair that's about basically you're uh, a person that's tasked with you trying to make uh, it nice for these creatures that are dying. And you like build a boat and you explore a world with them, like take care of your little friends. And then eventually like you release them into the afterlife, you know? So it was like sweet and it has some like really great art style, so I'll be definitely looking out for that one. Kind Words also got like a free update um, that, that's the game that's about writing letters to people that's literally all you do, and then you uh, can respond or they respond to you, and it has things like a frog and other things that are added into your new room that's available, so yeah, there's that uh, as well, and a game called Button City that's like very colorful and uh, like has like a a panda a fox and a bunny that's they're all trying to save their local arcade from being shut down and it has different gameplay styles and stuff so that was pretty sweet i thought it was it was nice and there's also a um game called chicory that has a dog that lets you paint things and you solve puzzles using the brush um so it was like it like maybe go yep if I showed that to Anaya, she would definitely, because she's all about dogs. Dora. So. Dora Okami. <laughs> yeah, I really should. I let her play, but I feel like it, she'd get, it'd be getting like a little complicated for her, but. Well, I think that's three. They made a DS one that was pretty easier, I think, right? Or 3DS, yeah. or. I don't know, they did something wild. I have it on Switch, and it's, I need to like sit there and play it with her. Um, yeah. There's also a game called Calico where you get to ride around on a cat. And you rebuild the town's cat cafe, and that is your job. As as one does, <laughs> as one does. There's also I, I just wanted to point this out because it's neat. It's uh, called Melon Journey Two, and it's a, like story game that looks like it was supposed to be on a Game Boy. So it has that same like old Game Boy color scheme. So yeah, so I mean, if you want to uh, go check out what was shown and see if there's anything that strikes your fancy, most of these games are coming out later. In 2020, like I said, there's some phone games that are out now, and 
Uh, I think there was one game that's a few that are coming out like in October or later in the summer, things like that. So, uh, yeah, just there was a lot, and there's fifty freaking fifty five games actually that were shown off. So, yeah, if you, I, I don't, I wouldn't advise sitting through that whole thirty five minute thing. But uh, I didn't. I didn't even know. Like I don't think anyone was talking about it online. It seemed like. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like I said there. There were games outside of Ooblets or Skatebird. I think that was something that like people were like, "Oh my god, I've been waiting for this game." Most of them were games you had no idea even existed, and it was those things that you see on Steam. I think because most of these games were wishlist on Steam now, or for phones, or whatever. So. They're really indie. So, yeah. And, and if you don't like cutesy games, they're definitely not going to appeal to you at all. So I just thought I would uh, take the time to give them give them some time here. Sure. So uh, the last thing we're going to do for this was... I meant for it to be more of a thing for last week, but because um, there was that Pac-Man 40th anniversary... I, I was like, well, let's just go ahead and do this topic. Uh, but a sort of thing from early last week, I feel like, uh, was some controversy of, depending on who you talk to, Assassin's Creed Valhalla's world was going to be either bigger than Odyssey or not as big as Odyssey or maybe just as big as Odyssey. It, there was conflicting reports. Either way, apparently, depending based on everything that you get to do, because not only is there that old parts of England that's been all recreated, there's also parts of Norway as well that have been recreated. Um, so it eventually winds up being even bigger than Odyssey. So I guess we can talk about that for a little bit, but also I, the whole point was to talk about like some of our favorite open worlds, or just worlds where you get to, you, you can explore, and how, you know, whether we, whether we liked it or not. Um, so... You're the Assassin's Creed person. You've reviewed Origins Odyssey. This is the next tale in that revamping of Assassin's Creed that you've been vocal about. It's not you're not the totally biggest fan of. Yeah. How do you feel about Valhalla possibly being even bigger than Odyssey? But you I felt mean, like just to like get you right, like you. I remember you saying like Origins was very bloated. They you felt like they handled that better in Odyssey or worse? Uh, I mean Odyssey was the same way. Odyssey, I think, went further, actually, because, like, Origins had, I think, like, I don't know, 24 districts, or, like, 24 different maps. Maybe, like, 16 or 20. I'll just say 20. Uh, 20, like, Origin had 20 different maps, or, like, you know, distinct, like, map, you know, grids or sections. I completed the game finishing, like, I saw, like, 12 of them. The, the, you know, I didn't see all of them, because you don't need to, really. So I completed the game with 12, and then, like, later on, I mop, mopped up, like, getting a few trophies, like, oh, go visit every map section, or go, you know, sink every viewpoint, or go collect all this, you know, hidden crap. And, like, you have to go, you know, you have to find some in, in every map, in every section. Odyssey had, like, 36, and I finished the game, like, not, like only seeing, like, like 14. <laughs> so, yeah, that game, like, was bigger, because you, there's a lot more of a naval part to that game, first of all. Like, more islands to explore, and, like, crap like that. I mean, if this game is, like, as big as or uh, as big as Odyssey, it's like, oh, Christ. Like, I, I had someone on Twitter, like, say, like, this is pretty recent. He's like, oh, 200 hours in, and I finally finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm like, don't you see that as a problem? Like, I'm, I mean, I'm all from getting your money's worth, but that's going overboard. 
Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, again, like, you're right about, hey, if this is the game you're going to invest in for, from, that's your holiday game, then I think, right, and like, spend your 200 hours. But I think there was probably a lot more people that did not finish that game because of how big it is. I mean, I finished the three main storylines. That's the thing. Like, you know, it has a ton more side crap, but it's like, I hit the level cap. Like, what What do I care about that? I mean, I think eventually they, like, unlock the level cap, so you can just kind of keep grinding it out forever. But, like, initially it was, like, a level 50, like, level cap, and I, I hit that. And I'm like, why would I go to these other areas that I don't care about, you know, just to find some guy, you know, kill some guy that, you know, attack some other, some other guy's wife or something. It's a big goddamn deal. Like, you know, well, I guess if you're wanting to like platinum it or get except, a bunch of trophies, I, a lot of stuff didn't matter. It, it wasn't like, you know, you have to complete every side quest because a lot of it was like just very, like, it was just very cookie cutter stuff. It wasn't like, oh, explore the deep, you know, the deep mysteries of the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood in Greece. It's like, no, just kill these three guys and then move on. It's like, well, I got a flaming sword, so I got a feeling these guys are going to die pretty quick. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, if if every district in Valhalla has like unique content, that might be cool, but I just don't see that happening. Like, it's, I feel it's like those too... raids are eventually going to feel samey after a while. Well, I mean, the big battles and and uh, Odyssey did the same thing. Like, you had those big uh, army versus army battles. Uh, and like after like the first three or four, it's like okay, I got the gist of this. Like it's not new or it's not like different. The only like the only difference is like if you're facing like a very massive, like, you know, if your army is like massively outnumbering the other one or vice versa. But yeah, I mean, you just kind of kill enemies left, left and right. And it's not a huge deal. Uh, like uh, I mean, let's say Final Fantasy VII remake is like let's just say forty hours, but you know, average. Like what if what if you what if that was a two hundred hour game? Would you have stuck with it? And it, you know, it's not no. like, it's like, hey, go do, go, uh, you know, that block breaking mini game that the kids make you do? It's like, hey, go do that 10 more times and you'll get nope. like, you know, 10 more elixirs or, te- you know, 10 more Moogle medals. It's like, who cares? You know? <laughs> yeah. I, that's the kind of stuff that's like, well, I mean, they're not forcing you to complete it, right? But I mean, if it's taking you, I guess if you want to really, 100% do everything in that game. It's there for you. I just still, I think, well, how long did it take you just to finish the main storylines? I would say 70 hours. Like, one, <laughs> like, two of them are pretty plot dependent, or like, you know, they're pretty story driven. The last one is very much like you have a big, like, web of intrigue or like web of people you just have to kind of, you know, find and kill. Like, that's like the one long one because, you know, you don't really know where these people are necessarily. So it's like, that's the one you have to like really explore the map around, like to try to hunt these people down. But like the other two is just like go here, do the story mission, then it's like, okay, go to this other area and do this story mission. So you know, just leading you like uh, you know, hand over hand. Yeah, that did you but but the at least the story was better this go around the Norgens, right? So that was I mean, marginally. I mean it depends like the fact they had three different storylines I thought was like really weird. Because they didn't really intersect that well, or they didn't intersect at all. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hope that that's improved for Valhalla, and that maybe it's not going to be seventy eight hours just to complete the game. I, I think it's really weird, in, at least in that game so far. They're like, oh, you can be this this. I don't even know the character's name. Some character with an E. I know that. I'm just gonna call him. E, I'm just gonna call it uh, Eeyore. You can be Eeyore, 
but it, it can be a man or, or a woman. And it's like, don't you see how that kind of can fuck with your storyline? Because like that, I mean, characters should treat the, treat the character differently if it's a man or a woman. Like, shouldn't you just say, hey, it's a man or hey, it's a woman. I mean, I don't really care either way, really. If it wants to be a woman, fine. But like, have an actual character. <laughs> like, Persona, I think Persona 3 Portable did, did that pretty well. Cause like, normally it's a man or, you know, a, a guy. Yeah, but they but made a whole game based on her being a girl, right? Well, no, I mean, they just made, they just, they altered the game. So like, you know, you can date the, you know, date your male best friend instead of the, you know, the female best friend. I mean, it's like, yeah, that makes sense because you're, you're playing a female. Like, of course. I mean, that's the same, I mean, it's the same problem. Like, if you, if you don't, if the story has no real attachment to the main character, then I think it's a not not a bad story, but the story can be impacted negatively. Let's say that. I think it works in like Mass Effect because it's supposed to take place in the future, and like those types of uh, really like you know boundaries are broken down a little, but not so much in Viking era England. <laughs> right. I'm. I, I'm. I mean, I'm no, I'm no history on Viking literature or history, but I'm just going to throw that one out there. Like, I'm, I doubt there was a ton of same-sex relationships in that era. Like, I don't want to get a, like a lot of hate mail saying I'm wrong. I don't really care either way. But you know, if you want to play as a woman, they should just set that and say, "Fine, go ahead." <laughs> like, I don't get like their weird fascination with like having these like weirdly like you can swap genders or swap characters. It's like who, who cares really? I mean, they have shown off what she'll look like in a statue, I guess, that you can find online. Yeah, oh, I but, thought it was funny that, like, all yeah. the gameplay trailers they've seen, they've shown up having the guy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because I felt like with Odyssey, they, they really wanted you to play as Cassandra more than... Yeah, and, like, yeah. that's that, that game was weird because whatever whatever sibling you didn't pick, or, like, let's say you played as Cassandra... Her brother was the bad guy in that game, and it was vice versa. Like, if you played as him, she was the bad, you know, the bad woman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, why don't you just make it canon then that you play as her? Like, why have that be an option at all? Like, what is it? What purpose because is Because people will get upset. It's to avoid the whole getting upset thing. Because Yeah, but then it, it detracts from the story, and it, you know, it ruins part of that narrative. I agree with you. I agree with you in that way, in that Maybe Ubisoft should have just had the courage of. I mean, they used to. I mean, but like you know that the the one isn't the only female assassin is Liberation, and she was. Uh, I mean, you know, a PSP uh, game. Uh, I mean, they brought it over to home consoles. Uh, yeah, it was Liberation. I mean, they did that in Syndicate also. Like you could, I mean, that was a little more different because you could you could, you could choose between a man or a woman at any time. You know, between right. both siblings. Yeah, but don't you eventually have to play as the other gender at one point, though? Yeah, but I mean, it's it's the same thing. You have to play as a man or the guy and the girl at separate points in the game. Right. So kind of like more like the Sonic, where there's two characters and they just both happen to be there's a man and a woman character. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like that's really what it is. It's just to avoid the whole. It's almost kind of more like the, the you pick at the beginning. Instead of having, instead of, instead of having a critic character, you just, you have that instead. Well, I mean, if you just, if you want, if they want you to play as a woman, that's fine. Have you play as a woman. And if, you know, jackasses on the internet don't like it, it's like, fine, don't buy a game or don't play it. Like, yeah. you know, it's put off our brow. 
Right. I mean, it's a vocal minority usually that has that issue, and, you know, but it's there, like, are, there are well, it's, people it, that... It's like, okay, yeah. if you don't want to play as a winner in a game, fine. Go play one of the other 12 Assassin's Creed games you play as guys. You know, have fun yeah. playing as Connor Kenway in fucking Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> I agree with you, but I think in this way, it's not... Like, I think that's why they did it this way, because there was so much, like... I felt... I think this is... I, I don't know. I'm not Ubisoft. Um, maybe I, sh maybe this will get revealed eventually of why this was chosen this way. But I feel like this is more of a Odyssey almost became a, well, play as Cassandra, play as Cassandra, play as Cassandra. I don't even bother with. I mean, yeah, um, there were like the other guy. There were like Kotaku articles written about like, oh, Cassandra is such a, like a better written character. And it's like, that's okay. Right. Why have that be an option? Let's let you play as her. You know, who cares? Right. But that's the thing. It's like, I think they wanted to avoid that this time. But they did more focus on the man, I guess, because, you know, vacuum lore, that's still... Um, well, I mean, that's yeah. another thing. I mean, you watch that... I know you watch that Viking show for a while. Right. Where, like, the women, like, a big warrior force. No, you have... Okay, so that's been disproven that there was this this Viking women warrior force. It's... Really just one, Lagertha, you know, okay. and that's it. Like she is the, you know, she just happens. To, okay. So she's the main at when Ragnar is still the main character. She is his wife and she is like one of those women that is totally about doing shit herself and she kicks ass and that's who she is. But ever almost pretty much every other woman character. Um, is the typical, well, the woman's there and it's a man's world, basically. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I, that's another kind of problem. Like, you know, it's just, it seems, it's very pandering, I would say. Yeah. Like, it, but it, it, I it'd, mean, be like the, it'd be like the equivalent of them making, like, an Assassin's Creed game in Vietnam and going, like, hey, you can play as a man or a woman. It's like, how many women soldiers were in Vietnam? Like, but they're none? not really going. Okay, but you're also talking about you're letting them do certain things that are not completely historically accurate. I mean, so. I mean, yeah, but like, yeah. I, I mean, I even like, uh, like even uh, Odyssey is like there weren't a ton of women fighters in the world. Let's say, <laughs> and even like some of the characters comment on that, like, "Oh, you're a woman, huh?" And it's like, well, either you know. Say, hey, women are cool too, and have you just play as, as a woman, or don't have the option. Like, well, I mean, even Final Fantasy VII Remake, they did a lot to improve that wall market part, but there's still parts of the wall market thing where they don't necessarily, uh, you know, they, there's still some of that, like, let's, um, oh, it's a, you know, oh, he looks hot, or oh, you know, whatever, or oh, you know, so... I mean, I think that's always kind of being there because that's still sort of historically relevant for that time of you really didn't have that. So, yeah, but I would I, say there's a slight difference between them making a Viking historical game and Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, unless history just forgot Midgar. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm saying that, like, yes, you can call it pandering. But I feel like, and yes, you have a point of, you should just go with what you feel strongly about is what our direction. But I think this is sort of the way that 
we're like doing things now, we need to sort of. Yeah, but things are also worse than they were before. So I mean, <laughs> right? But you can say you can say that, but I was like, well, I think you're just gonna have back... the outcry of you don't want to make your game something that it doesn't need to be. Like let the let them let the game speak for itself and not make it this crusade about oh you chose not to have a woman oh there were viking like you'll start people going crazy trying to find a viking women warriors to prove that we really should have um i mean yeah you but know. you're liter- you're literally saying my point though like it's such a vocal minority it's like fuck them like if they want to bitch about it go ahead but it's not going to change history and it's not going to change you know if they want to have the story be the story fine but them bolting some woman onto it for good or for bad it just seems weird i feel like like, she's not even okay for one we haven't seen any gameplay of the now granted granted we we haven't seen ubisoft have a long gameplay of this either so we don't know yet but i mean here's the thing and i'm not talking liberation but in both assassin's creed games we could be as women i primarily was were them but they offered well i mean uh what is it uh Syndicate. syndicate offered some gameplay changes and I think she was a better like she had a like she had a different skill tree than the guy did and I think it was better. Uh but like tangibly there's no difference between the two. I I I mean I'm not I'm not like Yens. I don't really care who I'm playing as personally. Yeah. I I, I played as default Shepherd male Shepherd in Mass Effect because when I said character, that was a guy that popped up. It was, it was like female chick shepherd, I'm like fine, I don't care whatever. <laughs> well, I totally get what you're saying. But I think also Mass Effect did set that precedent of people did like that option of being able to pick. And so it's just basically that's what this is. You have that option of being able to choose and it is what it is. You know, it's... I think, well, also, I mean, the difference between like Mass Effect or KOTOR or something like that and this thing is the writing in those games is better. I mean, I think the writing in these Assassin's Creed games has been really sucking the past few games. So, I mean, that's kind of the other problem. That's a fair point. Uh, we're also talking about Bioware and their heyday compared to... You know, Bioware Ubisoft. now. I mean, yeah, they are <laughs> or, now. You know, or, and... Yeah, or... I mean, my friend at uh, Ubisoft, he, he left there, I think after four, he worked at Ubisoft. He was like the writer of Assassin's Creed, a guy named Corey May. And I was like, I don't know why I left. I think he like went to like work at some other studio or like created his own studio or something. I want him, I want them to bring him back. Because he was, like, the big architect at the time of the series. It's, like, when that was good, I thought. Or, you know, like, was actually, like, fresh. And it's, like, yeah, bring him back, at least for a story consult or something. <laughs> like, Yeah, so... I, I the, the one thing that gives me a lot of pause about this Valhalla is, like, oh, they're, like, oh, romance is going to play a much bigger part in the, you know, or the side quests or whatever. It's, like, I'm good. Please don't. <laughs> oh, there's people that really love that stuff, though. Like, I mean, they love that stuff for Mass Effect. They love that stuff for Dragon Age. Like, I I love that stuff from Saints Row Four. You remember how they did it? No, I don't. It was like literally, uh, you go back onto the alien ship and you just press a button when you weren't next to one of the characters, and it just had sex, and that was it. <laughs> it's like I'm... I think you like you like walk up to Kinsey and you just I think it's like you press the Y button, and I think she like kisses you, punches you, and then you have sex, or like you go up to the robot. And they're like, do you want to get, do you want to receive intercourse? And like, you don't see it, obviously, but the robot starts giving the character a BJ. And I was like, yep, this works. 
all, all romance is just boiled down to press Y to get it on. I mean, that's ultimately what you want to do anyway. So they just skipped all the crap that, you know, you can build up the relationship between this character. It's like, I, I don't want to. Like, just get get on to, get on with it, please. <laughs> well, I again, like, uh, The Witcher, it's a... People enjoy it there as well. It's like, there's a lot. These big games, people really enjoy having those romance uh, things mean something. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, frankly, I have yet to... I think outside of uh, Catherine, where that's a central gameplay conceit, but, uh, yeah, that is uh, the and point. Persona, like I've really yet to play one of those games where that's like a central thing. So I, I mean, I've played, yeah. I've played more, but I don't. It's not like the make or break thing for me for the game, no. unless it's like the central point. Like I mean, something like Stardew Valley was kind of like one of the big points is like find a character that you like and get a relationship and marry him or her, but. Mm-hmm. Most games, I mean, I'll do it if it's an option or if I can, but I don't really care either way, really. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get you. So, but. speaking of, you know, because we said that Assassin's Creed of Valhalla is, is going to be open world, it's going to follow those same, you know, trappings of the, the two previous Assassin's Creeds. What are some of the, like, open worlds that you have enjoyed exploring or going through like of all time or just this generation i'm not saying like it has to be the best of all time i guess like just some favorite ones like you know um yeah i mean it doesn't have to be the best one ever or whatever just like ones that you go like yeah i really love just being in that world i think for me i think like one of them i would say probably my favorite is gta san andreas yeah uh i mean i know gta 5 took a lot of that land, you know, they just upgraded the landscape, or, like, you know, made it better. But mm-hmm. I really liked the world of San time. Even, the funny thing is, I don't like the game's atmosphere that much. Like, I'm not huge into, like, like urban culture, necessarily, or, like, the, mid, you know, the early 90s urban culture. Like, I was too young, or I just don't really care about that, the setting, per se. But I think GTA San Andreas had a very fun city to explore. Or, you know, a fun, uh, you know, a few different fun cities to explore and, like, do fun stuff in. Like, the gang takeover stuff and, like, Los Santos and stuff like that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, uh, oh, go on. I mean, do you have a, well, a, I mean, like, most my, favorite one? Like, my city was the one that I played the most of those G- those PS2 GTA games. I didn't play much of San Andreas. Okay. Um, I didn't play... Yeah. I played a, a lot of Vice City, though. I mean, yeah. I really remember a lot of that, a lot of that town. But right. I just, I just like San Andreas more personally because right. it was, Vice City was basically the, the two long islands together, like joined up by bridges. Mm-hmm. But Vice, Vice, or San Andreas, like, you know, here's a county, you know, go explore. <laughs> yeah. I, it, they, they really gave you a lot of, uh, freedom to do things. Yeah. San Andreas. That was, that was nice. I, staying on that same sort of gameplay concept, uh, Probably still my favorite Simpsons game is Simpsons Hit and Run, which is basically Simpsons GTA. Yep. I just absolutely loved living in the freaking Simpsons world and so many little um, nuggets there of, like, if you really love the Simpsons, it's there for you. And just, well, it was just fun. That game was like so the, much fun. That's, like, the first and only, like, Simpsons, like open world Simpsons game I can think of. Yeah. I think they did like a Simpsons movie game, like EA did it, but it really right. wasn't as good. No, it wasn't. Uh, so I, did, I actually didn't play that much of it. I just remember, I, I remember 
seeing it. But yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I uh, just, like I remember just it was one of the first games that I really just wanted to drive around and just explore things and. I would do side quests just to go to like, oh, I haven't been to that part of town. Like, I will go do that or whatever, yeah. you know. So they did a great job. With that. I would say for me, I mean, it just came out again, but I think Saints Row Three is like a, a great city to screw around in. And yeah, it's, it's it's funny those like sort of GTA clones where you get to kind of just do whatever the heck you want, kind of. Well, I mean, fun. I would still say that. I mean, I would personally say the best like. uh Rockstar City is probably bully still, because but that's such a smaller town that you have to get you know you get way more intimated with the city than you know Vice City or San Andreas mm-hmm. because it opens up so slowly as well that you you know you learn all the little paths like you know the uh, downtown area or the carnival or the mental hospital stuff like that. But yeah, I mean that Saints Row remake looked, or that rematch looked really good. Uh, yeah, it doesn't even look at like the same game. They've done so much good work to those character models and everything. I would say, I mean, as far as cities go, I would say probably my favorite one was Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Like, exploring Rome and, like, the outlying towns or, like, little small settlements mm-hmm. is really good. Uh, I thought London was pretty good, also in Syndicate as well. Uh, but I think Rome is still the best because, I mean, it has such a uh, recognizable... You know, you recognize so much of Rome in that game. Yeah, like a person that's been there. Like, it yeah. was cool well, even to like, play that game and, like, recognize so much of that. Yeah, well, even, like, you know, exploring the Colosseum or exploring, mm. like, some of the uh, bigger, you know, areas around in the city. It's like, those are the neat as hell. Uh, what about any, you think, can you think of any good, uh, like, superhero games, like Spider Man or. Uh... Well, you know, the PS4 Spider Man was. It was fun to be in that world. I really enjoyed just, like, I, that's one of those games that, like, you know, there, there's not a lot of games for me that I just go, okay, I don't mind doing this side quest or that side quest or whatever. Like, it was just enjoyable to, so enjoyable to swing around and, and do things in that game, like run around and, you know, you really felt like you're there being Spider-Man that I just, I just wanted to keep finding reasons to, to play it. You know? Yeah. Um, so I mean uh, maybe not everything in that and like the the stealth crap is wasn't great but like outside of that I mean I thought they I would say, did a great job with that world. Yeah, I would say I didn't I didn't get on the infamous bandwagon until the PS4 ones, so I can't judge like the earlier ones. But the uh the other one they did oh last night no it was like it was an Xbox Xbox 360 superhero game um. Where you play like I think his name is like Alex Mercer or something like that. Uh, oh, damn it! They did a sequel with a really bad, bad guy. Uh, damn it! That game prototype. That's it. Oh, I was gonna say that, and I was like, "Is that the game he's talking about?" Yeah, I mean that that was basically. I mean, it was basically New York. I mean, or like a less dense populated version than Spider Man, obviously, but. I think the abilities you got in that game were a lot of fun to like really screw around with. Uh, Prototype 2, they kind of, they made it more of a game. Like they made it easier and like more focused. Like the first prototype, pardon the pun, is kind of a prototype because like parts of it feel like kind of half finished or, you know, like very experimental. Uh, but I think like that let you like, it gave you a lot more like uses of your powers and like, like, like experiment a lot more. 
than the second one. <laughs> hey, that's yeah. I feel like the the second one it was just it felt like they tried to make it like you said much more about the character, more about yeah. The but the only thing was on other things. The only only thing James Heller cared about was destroying computers for for hating them. So it's like that's not <laughs> a great character motivation. <laughs> that's really uh, true. But yeah, I mean. Open world games have kind of only come around since like the PS2. Yeah. Like the old, you know, you couldn't really do it on the PS1 or before that, really. <laughs> well, I uh, mean, like, like the, there was like, I guess, you know, like Seven had the open world map or whatever. You know, the those Final Fantasy games had those, yeah. those maps that are open world, but the whole game wasn't. Right. Um, or like, you know, you go to you could go to a bunch of different towns in Final Fantasy, but it's like, well, there's nothing to do here, really. You know? Yeah, no, there wasn't. Uh, for me, probably one of my favorites and why it's one of my, uh, favorite games and why I'm looking forward to, and I mean, I guess Xenoblade is also included in this as well. The first, but Xenoblade 2, um, just being able to go into any of the towns, uh, and then just to walk around and you're just, you really feel like you're in that world. The monsters are around and there's level 20 monsters with level 60 monsters and that level 60 monster you piss it off could kill you in one whack and they're like sit there hoping to God you don't get that catch that thing's eye so you can keep going. Um, yes, the map system wasn't great um, but it's just as far as like being in that world and just um feeling like you're really there um it's i think it just does such a great job and to be on switch and you can play it mobile yes it looks better docked i think they did a much better job like the patches of making it work well uh undocked but i just like that's one of the big reasons i'm excited about xenoblade uh come out in a few days it's just man i just know there's gonna be so much to explore and just with bionis and like, like once you get to various parts and it opens up even more. It's it's uh freaking awesome. So I would say the last two I could think of, like the last two big ones, are just Fallout Three. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I mean Bethesda has done open world games before, uh, but those were more fantasy based, obviously. Like I think like of the Elder Scrolls games, I, I still think like Morrowind had the best world, uh, because it was just very inventive or like creative compared to like the two environments in Oblivion and like Skyrim looks nice, but. It's very much the same all over, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like I think, like Morrowind specifically had a, had a bunch of different environments, but I I really liked what they did with Fallout Three. Like it was some of like getting around the city sucked, but like it was still a great world to like really inhabit and like just wander around in. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I think the biggest one, uh, and I'm jaded on the game really, but it's like still World of Warcraft. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I mean, I saw, like, fond memories, you know, when I was still, I fired the game up for the first time, and I'm in, like, Elwyn Forest, and I was like, hey, I'll just cross this little creek and see what's over here. And then, you know, you cross the creek, and, like, the entire game world becomes dark, and it's like, uh-oh, I did something bad here. <laughs> like, go, run away. Like, go back to the, go back to the nice pretty forest, not this dark forest that with, like, wolves 30, 30 levels higher than I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I remember uh, you'd walk into the wrong go the wrong way, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, well, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That doesn't happen now, thankfully, that much, but, yeah. I mean, the creativity in WoW is still really impressive, at least on a, just a technical level. It's just, you know, it's just playing the game is such a chore. 
Oh, that's true. I mean, but I mean, when the, the new same expansion, of, uh, like Final Fantasy fourteen as well. Just I mean, yeah, but that game hasn't been around for you know sixteen yeah. years. <laughs> oh no, definitely. And I think like I think the thing with Final Fantasy fourteen is that I mean it looks a lot better first. I mean because it's a lot newer technology, but also I think they have a more I would say uh, consistent art style. Well, yeah, because like, it's based off Evilies. Yeah, but I mean, WoW's art style is all over the place because all the expansions. It's like, the, you know, the weird Panda expansion. It's like, this is super weird now. Like, there's all the, like, Eastern, like, Asian music playing and, like, this is, like, kind of creepy. <laughs> well, I mean, like, for me, The Witcher also. I mean, is... I would say, I would say games like The Witcher and, like, the later Captain Screen games, they have too much world. Like, I did not oh, finish The yeah. Witcher 3. Witcher is, uh, it's, it feels like anytime you come with somebody like, how much do I left? Oh, hell. <laughs> like, this is just too much. Like, I think I played um, that game for like 70 hours or something. I mean, I know Yen's finished it at like 140 or something like that or whatever, geez. but it's like, I mean, I was, I, I got, I basically gave up after the game, the game, like when I was like, oh, like the nine different fine dandelion quests. It's like, I did the quest. Where is he? He's like, oh, go talk to this other guy. To find him, and you talk to the guy. He's like, "Oh, do my quest now." And, you, and then you finish it. And you talk to him. He's like, "Oh, now go go do this other person's quest." It's like, "No, I tell me where he is. I'm just gonna start massacring everyone in this town." <laughs> like, that's what I felt like saying in the game. Mm-hmm. Well, what about uh, no love for Final Fantasy 15? I mean, it is an open world, but I think a lot of that game, like a lot of the game world, is very barren unless you're doing quests. Like, I love Final Fantasy 15's world. But yeah. like it's very it's very dependent on t- you talking to the right person, getting the monster hunt set up, and then you know it almost is kind of like Monster Hunter in that way. I mean, you can kind of go go off the beaten path, but you're not really going to find much. I, you might stumble upon like maybe a hidden tomb of the kings or whatever, but like that's pretty rare. Like they're not that there's not that many of them out there, and like I mean you can like walk from like one town to the other, but it's like why drive and then you you know, you bypass everything you'd want to see or, you know, that you might stumble upon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't think RPGs typically that aren't that open world necessarily, unless, like, they're really built for it. What I like the most is just being able to get in that car and, like, go anywhere you wanted. Yeah, and I mean, you're... so much of that game is like, oh, do whatever you want until uh, the plot kicks in. <laughs> yeah. What I liked was getting in that car and then being able to fly wherever you wanted to. That was fun. Yeah, that was so weird. Like I don't. When when uh, you told me that that like happens, I'm just sitting there going, "Really? That eventually happens in that game? And <laughs> that then, car the, can well, actually fly?" Or... The, the funny the funnier part is like, I mean, I would say the controls for driving in that game really aren't that great. Like because the, the car is like a very lumbering car. Like it's, it's not like you can turn on a dime. Or go like 200 miles per hour. It feels very weighty, I would say. So the controls for flying in the game are fucking terrible. <laughs> like yeah, it is, it is, yeah. it is hilarious how bad the controls are for like flying. It's like holy Christ. Like, like half the time you get up in the air and then when you're trying to come down to land, you just crash and like game over because like yeah. the game just freaks out and it's like, hey, I want to patch this or fix this somewhere along the line. I mean, I think they did eventually, but it's like. Okay, why well, put this in here in the first place? You know, if like half the time it's a gamble. Like one, I think it's like one of the, I think it's like the hardest dungeon you have to fly to. You can't just go, you can't like walk to it or drive to it. 
Oh, and no, there's, a, that, there's, like, that's, like, the secret dungeon. You have to, like, freaking know where the hell it is. Yeah, you have to, like, and there's, like, one really lit, like, very small, air, like, runway to, like, land on. But, like, if you don't land right correctly, you're going to just game over. Like, crash and, like, into the side of the uh, hill. And it's, like, cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, I just liked, um, I agree with you that a lot of that land was, like, really barren. But I just liked finding things and. Oh, yeah. And and where you, when you knew that there was a quest to go to, I, well, I mean, I think the, that's, that's that's like a game where if you follow a guide, it's really good. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, oh, hey, go back into the sewer and then make take two two rights and a left, and you'll find this like cool arm armlet or something like that. But if you're just kind of wandering around on your own, it's like you, you can wander for hours not find anything cool. <laughs> and it's kind of like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like Breath of the Wild. You like you walk around I mean, and find stuff. People might say that <laughs> game, but it's like I. I never, I didn't finish it. I don't know about you if you finished it or played it, but it's like, I I just, I just couldn't get into it that much. I think I beat the first, the first boss, like the first dungeon, like the water dungeon. And I'm just, I, I'm just not into this. Like I, I want to be, or I feel like I should be, but I didn't like the weapon durability stuff that much. I didn't really like combat that much. And it's like, yeah, this, this isn't clicking for me. Like it should. I mean, if you're talking about an open world Zelda game, I'd say like Ocarina of Time. Or even, like, Link to the Past. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, like... I mean, Breath of the Wild is insane in that way that you can just kind of, like, go explore everywhere and... Yeah. You know. I think, well, people, people have, like, glitched it so, like, you can, like, reach Ganon's, like, Ganon's boss room in, like, ten minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, I think, hey, that's... You know, my hat's off to you. But kind of defeats the purpose of the game for me personally. And then also, like, I... I mean, I don't really care either way. Like... I think the whole point of that game is to explore and, you know, get the orbs and increase your stamina and, like, hearts. And you're just kind of cheating yourself out of that experience. But I also didn't like that experience that much. So that's why I didn't, like, click with me. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, I'm not huge on, like, Final Fantasy fifteen. even though I did have a guide, I felt like you could still kind of figure out what you needed to do. Right? Yeah. Um, like, I'm not big on that, like, absolutely, completely, You, it's up to you, whatever. And I felt a lot of that with Breath of the Wild. I'm just like, okay, this is way too big for me. Like, this is just way too open, and I need some direction. So I did eventually get a guide, and I played a lot more, but it just, then I'd start playing other things, and I could just never go back to it. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it might also just be, I've just never been a big, like, Zelda guy. See, I so. I have been. I kind of felt felt fell off it for a little while, but uh, I mean, I like those old ones quite a bit. So that's why, I like, mm-hmm. I like I liked uh, Link's Awakening more or less on mm-hmm. uh, the the Switch, like that remade Switch version. But I felt like Cadence of Hyrule is like a, actually like a much better Zelda game than a lot of the recent ones have been, and it's not a Zelda game per se. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. Mm-hmm. I think one that I, I do want to... Like, L.A. Noir was one that I really enjoyed, like, being in. Um, yeah. Like, maybe the missions eventually got kind of boring after a while because you could figure out what they were going to do easily. But I just love that setting. Like, I love that time period. And I thought they really hit that really well. And, um, you know... And, of course, all the characters look fantastic for that, for being that era of game. Yeah. You know? So. I I just I just don't like I really didn't like playing that game so 
I got like the, I got to like the second desk and I was like, ah, I'm kind of done. Like, okay, I guess, but but it was a cool setting. Like you know the whole like I think 40s version of LA or mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, that's cool, but uh, yeah. yeah I, think, hmm? I don't know. It's uh, another one that's uh, you don't want to no. give a lot of credit to Death Stranding. I don't know. I give more credit. <laughs> Snow Runner, let me tell you about. Uh, I mean, I think you'll laugh when I say this, but like, I think American Truck Simulator is pretty good about that because hey, it's like a, yeah. it's a condensed version of like California and Arizona and like a few other states, but like it is recognizable enough, or it's not like you can't like drive through California in like an hour, let's say. I mean, right. you know, it takes it takes you a few hours to get from like you know the top of the state to the bottom of the state. So yeah, at least they tried a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of just I uh, I'm waiting to hear what's gonna happen with Shante. Uh, waiting on Xenoblade to come in, and I'm almost done with the Streets of Rage Four review that should have been done a long time ago. Sorry. And I am I do have this game uh, called a uh, Layer of the Clockwork God, which is supposed to be hilarious. It's like a point and click, and also it's so like one character is like playing a point and click adventure, the other character is playing a platformer. Um, so it's like the comment bringing those two uh, things together, which are two genres that I really really enjoy. So I'm like kind of excited to check it out. Um, hopefully, start checking it out tomorrow and be able to talk about it on uh, the next edition, which also will. I'll be able to talk a little bit about Sunnyblade because it'll have come out um, that day, and yep. yeah, that's kind of went up. Sort of just kind of looking forward to things right now, but really close, almost there to be yeah. playing stuff. Again. I'm I'm playing uh, Castlevania: Aria of Sorrow still. Hey, that's a great game to be keep playing. So yeah, I'm currently grinding grinding to get money to buy the cool ring in the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then yeah, so so got. Uh, Hopefully you can play the other ones in that series at some point. Well, I have one of them. The other one's a little... I mean, it's. I've heard it like the last one is not that good, but I'll still try to get it eventually. Yeah. I guess I guess there's some like weird Castlevania double pack for GBA. It's like Harmony of Dissonance and Ari of Sorrow in like one cartridge. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I wish I had that thing. That'd be cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's... I bet that would be like a neat little collector's item at some point. And it's like, a, it's like an official thing, too. It's not like some bootleg yeah. item, apparently. So it's like the old Mario RPG uh, games. Or the Mario All-Stars, I should say. Well, we'll uh, anything else you want to add here? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed our the show here enough to uh, go and give us a review on one of whichever listening platform you choose us on and we do thank you uh, for listening whether you use uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, whichever one you decide to use. I appreciate that. Spreaker as well. Of course, they're our hosts. And uh, go visit that W2Net.com and if you'd like, you can like the Facebook page. Just go find the W2Net.com on Facebook. Uh, give us a shout out on there. You can. You can go hit us up on Twitter at Humanity Plague at W10 Sean at W10 Network to, to follow uh, the whole thing. And of course, you know, you can always just rate us those five stars as well. That would be nice. Or whichever rating you feel like uh, we deserve here. So 
until the, the Saturday uh, morning afternoon show. Oh, oh, oh and, I, and I should mention that we're coming out a day later because I had to work. I had to take some extra hours on uh, Tuesday morning. And by the time everything I go in, I was like, well, this looks like I got to run errands. So this is not going to happen during the day. So might as well just do it at night. Yeah. So, all right. Well, until the next one, we'll see you later. Later. Everybody.